Hello and welcome behind the bar of a pint of Cthulhu with my co-host Jay today. Hello. And we are bringing you a very special guest, the writer of Lord Have Mercy Upon Us campaign for Doomsong and the Caesars Inc. editor and writer Morgan. Hello. So, without further ado, the first question we ask every single guest, if you can say a pint of Cthulhu was any type of drink, what would you say it was? Pint of Cthulhu. I would say it is a horrible pint of bulge that looks disgusting and tastes incredibly delicious. I have Good no answer. idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> bulge is this awful word I came across when I was writing Lord Have Mercy Upon Us, and it means, like, flesh mass. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> This way, a tasty flesh mash. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Jay, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. So, how did you get into this portrait? Um, the uh, I actually kind of kicked everything off. Um, way back in 2019, I had finished my PhD. I did a PhD in creative writing, handed in, submitted, and was just so out of love with writing novels I was like I need to do something different and I got handed this pile of stuff and I was like you like playing D&D you like playing Call of Cthulhu why don't you try writing one of these and I did I, I took it off in a big way hell yeah so how long have you worked for the Caesars Inc then um, I have been uh, writing and editing for Caesar Inc since about uh, May, I think. Um, the company itself has been going for either about that amount of time or a lot longer, depending who you ask. Um, Chris Caesar, who's also on the team, uh, has been like working under the name of Caesar Inc. for about 12 years. And in May, um, the decision was made that we're going to do this. We're going to try to run it as a full company. And the product that we decided to use as, like, our big showstopper, out-of-the-gates product was Doomsong, Lord Have Mercy Upon Us. So as soon as, you know, we, we made the decision, I quit the job I was working at the time, moved back to Nottingham, and we're like, we're doing this. <laughs> we're giving it a go. And yeah, that's kind of how it all kicked off. Well, it looks like it's going great so far. Matt and I have both been on a quick playtest of it, and it <laughs> seemed great. We got to Back some trouble. <laughs> Good experiences so far, I hope. Oh yeah, great. Oh definitely. Loved it. So, uh, Song seems to have been the big project and it's going lovely by looks of things. Are there any other past projects you've had going on? I've worked for as a freelance proofreader and editor for about seven years now. I've worked as a proofreader and editor for Lucky Duck Games for about, f but, um, I wouldn't know exactly, four or five years, I think. I've been doing editing passes on their games such as like Chronicles of Crime for a long time now. Um, I've also done freelancing work for... Um, River Horse, um, Modern Wolf. Um, writing mostly for myself, though, so I'm very excited to finally get out some 
writing projects under my own name and sort of move away from proofreading and editing and show off what I can do as a writer. Fair enough. So one thing we've heard floating around is that this Kickstarter is only going to have 17 days. How did you come to that decision? Well, that was a discussion we had at various times about three months ago, two months ago, (laughs) one month ago. Uh, The decision was made that... So there's this sort of background knowledge. Chris and Jack have run and been a part of quite a few big Kickstarters. And it's kind of a, a piece of knowledge in the industry that you make half of the money on day one, or, you know, in the first 48 hours, and then a third of the money that you're going to make in the last 24 to 48 hours, and that in all the time in between, you're just kind of picking up one or two people is kind of like this mid-campaign doldrums. So we decided that because we were doing such a big push for three months beforehand, we've just been talking about this on social media for three months now, we decided that we're going to just put everything up front, we're going to shout about it on social media for three months and shorten the actual Kickstarter campaign stage because we're going to hit November and we're just going to be kind of tired and we're going to be wanting to get back to getting back to writing, editing and, you know, putting the finishing touches on the product. Fair enough. Having played the game, I'm confident it's going to blast through getting the goal filled. So with that in mind, what stretch goals are you excited to get done? We actually have no stretch goals. It's uh, another, I think, kind of an unusual thing to see is cropping up here and there in Kickstarters now, but you do see people posting, we're not doing stretch goals. Um, We wanted to put everything in, basically, and we worked out a funding goal. I think uh, the funding goal is going to be £10,000. And we worked out, this is what we need to give people everything. Um, Obviously, we would love more. (laughs) More is always better when it comes to TTRPG projects. It means that everything can be finished off quicker and sent to backers quicker. But we didn't want to... So, for example, we've been talking about working with Andrew May, who's a sculptor, for a a couple months now, being like, we would love to be able to get a miniature of Father Plague sculpted. And we very well could have made that a stretch goal. Uh, Oh, if we hit 15k or if we hit 20k... You, you guys can unlock this miniature but the miniature is so awesome we don't want to lock that behind this this barrier of like oh if, if it's not reached we're not going to do it like oh, we want to do the miniature so we worked out the number we would need to be able to give people everything oh you know I want that miniature yes yeah, <laughs> I want that miniature too <laughs> I think I want the, his, his gal as well to be honest um, me too yeah. me too <laughs> I think it is smart too, because one thing I have noticed, well, you saying you wanted to get things to people quick, there's a Kickstarter I backed recently for a TTRPG that got funded past its goal and got all the stretch goals filled, and it got to the point where so much of their stretch goals had been filled that they had to delay a lot of things. Mm. And obviously you want to avoid that happening, so it seems smart to just keep it all in one. 
yeah, we have all of our production lines sorted out. Um, Jack is on it when it comes to figuring out where things are being made, how they're being made, timelines. Um, obviously, uh, a big spanner of the works would it, a big spanner in the works could be, you know, promising a thousand things that we don't have planned. But we have absolutely got this nailed. Timelines, um, yeah. Hmm. So, what kind of things do you hope for the campaign then? Will this launch off into something else potentially afterwards? Or is this kind of like a one and done for now? Have a bit of a rest and maybe think about something later on? It definitely started as a one and done. Um, but it was, well, we're going we're gonna to write about pestilence and lord have mercy upon us and then i can't remember who on the team pointed out and they were like there's four horsemen of the apocalypse and they're all cool oh hell yeah i love where this is going so we absolutely have stuff planned for up to seven books seven seals that are unbound at the end of the world so there's some stretch in that um Four horsemen of four books for four horsemen of the apocalypse would be really cool. Seven books for seven seals would be cool. Um, we also have some other plans behind the scenes for other projects, but honestly, I I am all about Doom Song. Fair enough. Good thing to that's, be all about. That's going to be a lot of books, and you know damn well sure I'll be there buying them. Oh, yes. A lot of books, a lot of cool minis, hopefully. Oh, oh, (laughs) Oh, you're making my wallet cry. (laughs) I really love Andrew May's work. So this has honestly been a dream, being able to be like, hey, we have this project. Would you like to sculpt a miniature for us? Because he he just does amazing, amazing miniature lines with Black Crab Art, his um, marginalia line. Incredible. I heard of that one. Have to have a look into that. Uh, yeah. So, speaking of more Doom Song content, which I think we can both agree, Matt, is something we are desperate for already. Mm-hmm. Even though we've got uh, another little playtest. You haven't even seen everything we have. And we still want <laughs> <And> you, more. <laughs> you want more. That's a good place to be. So, we already know the demo, or at least we know part of it. How much bigger would you say the full game is? The demo came... We tried to keep the demo as small as possible, and it still ended up being 120 pages. Um, The full product will be two hardback books. Lord Have Mercy Upon Us is just over 350 pages. Um, That is about as much as we can put in before we would have to switch binding. So we have absolutely crammed it full of campaign art incredible, incredible monsters. Um, and the Doom Song core book is looking like it's going to be two, between 250 and 300 pages. We are trying to keep that as small as we can, and it's not working. <laughs> so, all in all, between 550 pages and 600 pages. Wow. Matt, do you smell a season? Ooh. I mean... <laughs> I mean... We'll Detention. talk about that one. <laughs> we'll definitely have to talk about that one. Um, so, with this project, what would you say has so far been your favourite thing about Doom Song? 
my favorite thing about Doom Song is like getting to do this as my day job. <laughs> I don't know if that's too corny of an answer, but it's been amazing going into the office every day, sitting down across from two amazing creators and like just getting to sit down and work on this stuff. Um, a lot of Lord Have Mercy Upon Us was written as a side project after I finished my PhD and before I managed to find like decent work because I worked through my PhD as a cleaner and then that did not help leaving the PhD being like oh, I'm gonna be a cleaner forever I'm never gonna find anything um, so being able to transition from this is something I'm enjoying doing as a hobby to this is something I do for a living hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed um, has been absolutely incredible, an amazing journey. Fair enough. Certainly sounds great to work on, I know it's great to play. But with every good, there is a bad. Was there any parts of the project that you would say were your least favourite? Cutting stuff. Cutting stuff out. It's absolutely heartbreaking every time, but, you know, there's a page limit, and there's other cool stuff that needs to go in. Um, so it's really hard being like, oh, we, we need to move these creatures around and oh, this one might not make it. But at the end of the day, there is always free PDF releases and one shots, like all of the stuff that is so hard for me to take out will see the light of day in some form. And I just, I just need to remember that. Yeah, gotta kill your darlings a little bit. Yeah, or a lot. <laughs> well, with that, is there anything in particular that you really wanted to keep but couldn't and had to cut? Mm, I would have to think about that. It is Lovecraftian in some ways, horror themed, so I guess there must be a lot to murder. I can think of two things. One of one of them is a temporary cut, I hope, and it's it's something that Soren touched on briefly earlier, and it is a lice mother miniature. Oh hell I yeah. would have really liked to be able to release a matching pair, but we we cut that for now. But if the campaign does really well and we have funds to splash around, like I'm, I'm going there. <laughs> I'm like putting it on the table. Possibly the other thing girl. is um, when it comes to the Pantheon that we've showed off in the Doom Song sampler that everyone has seen. I really, really wanted to go hog wild with the gods. So I think we have 32 currently in the demo, and I wanted more. Oh. Uh, and I had plans for more. And eventually Chris was like the voice of reason and he said, Listen, <laughs> listen, we're going to be putting 32 gods in the book. That's enough. <laughs> and it was hard because uh, one of my biggest inspirations throughout university and like reading and writing has been the Greek pantheon. Oh, yes. And the Greek pantheon has so many gods, minor deities, demigods. I just love the intricate tapestry that that weaves. Yeah. And I think we've managed that with 32. <laughs> Everyone Definitely. thinks it's just the main 12. It's not. There's so many. <laughs> there are a lot. There's a god for that god's left shoe. <laughs> there really is. Indeed. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it now. You get into it and there's like iris the, the the messenger of the gods there's like yeah so many nymphs that get turned into trees 
<laughs> Usually because Apollo's after them. Yep, Apollo or Zeus. Eh, me. Those those two rascals. Yeah, those rapscallions at it again. <laughs> so obviously Doom Song's kinda horror-y, kinda elder rich in nature. And you said you'd taken inspiration from the Greeks. Uh, are there any particular genres or themes that you just love writing for? Horror uh, is a big one. I So the whole project kind of kicked off on the basis of two pieces of writing advice that I picked up throughout university. Um, one of them is happiness writes white. Like, if you try, if you sit down and you try to write a story about happy people who have a happy life and happy things happen to them, there's no story. You have to you have to find the tragedy or or the upset or the conflict. And the other piece of advice that I've kind of taken with me is let's see if I can remember it now. <laughs> Put on the spot. Um, write what scares you. So obviously horror, science fiction. Um, Lord have mercy upon us was kind of born out of this advice I sat down and I was just scribbling like what scares me and the one that kind of emerged was uh, sickness and becoming ill to a point where I couldn't take care of myself and that's kind of what happened uh, with Lord have mercy upon us just really ran with the theme and unfortunately, then we got hit with a global pandemic. Oh. And I feel like everyone now understands that theme. Mm, just a bit. It's, a, it's something that's going to hit home with a lot of people um, in the same way that I think it hit home with me a long time ago. I think it might be cathartic as well, because a lot of people have been affected by that and now they get to try and beat the plague boy up. Yeah, get, get, get that father pestilence. That's a good way of looking at it. Um... So without spoiling too much, are there any particular characters or NPCs in Doomsong that you've grown to love or really enjoy? Are you sure you don't want spoilers? I mean, we desperately want spoilers, but... Well... Yeah, go on. Just a touch, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <don't> be... <laughs> tiny, tiny spoilers. Just a touch. So there is a character called Sinflut who is a traveling minstrel. Uh, they carry uh, three instruments with them, and you can encounter them kind of randomly throughout the Lord Have Mercy Upon Us campaign in various situations, like maybe they're in danger and they need your help, maybe they're camped and they can offer you food. Um, it's based on the Moomin character of Snufkin. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it's, it's in no way sort of resembles that anymore but I just love Snufkin so much that I put oh, them in that thing yeah wait have I got the right name I need to do uh, it the, the dude with the hat and the feather yes I have got friend. the right name I always mix him up with the one who looks like a miniature kangaroo oh I yeah I, I can't remember the name of them either but I, I know the name <laughs> um so Sinflut who is the lord have mercy upon his character is not human and that is the spoiler I will give you but they are very much my favourite character, just a sweet little minstrel wandering around in this dark universe I think That's the amazing. one you were on about earlier is Sniff oh yeah, yes. that makes sense yeah. I always get them mixed up 
Chris hates the Moomins, and I do not understand How it. How dare he? <laughs> you can <laughs> interrogate him about that during his interview. I'll make a One of our of questions that. is going to be, why do you hate good things? <laughs> <laughs> what sours your heart that tiny little marshmallow hippos upset you so? It's odd the inspirations that end up going into a completely different genre. Lord have mercy upon us is horror. The Moomins are not. <laughs> well, still there's they that one Moomin character that I think counts. That grey gr- one. The Groke? Yeah, the Groke. Groke. Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel like you could work the Groke into Eldritch for pretty well. The Groke and the magician who loses the ruby. Yeah. He always scared me a bit, I think, because he has red eyes. We're just gonna, yeah, go off about the the Moomins now. This is now a Moomins podcast, Matt. We're not <laughs> <laughs> right. So aside from Moomins influencing things, can you describe your process for developing such an immersive, detail campaign setting? Because Doomsong's got it all, man. Doomsong does have it all. Um, it really does. I've got some... I can't show them off because it's a um, podcast, but I actually found my original spider diagrams when I was coming up with ideas. Um, so my process is probably the opposite to what a lot of people probably do, and I am I very much love words. I just... I am a huge fan of etymology and cool, interesting words. So what I'll usually do is start just by scribbling down evocative words and then yeah, end up with a huge list and then I'll google and use etymology.com to search around those words and find the the history, like where it comes from oh, it's Old English, it's Middle English, it's Greek originally, and then kind of just fill my brain with that kind of information and then I will tear them apart and then shove them back together in different ways uh, so, for example, uh, like, Chillmark Bottom emerged out of, like, an Old English word for Chillmark. I-, I can't remember off the top of my head, but the same for, like, uh, Crockett Heath. Two I could I could probably spell out for you just to illustrate is Antipathy Malice is a character's name. Love that name so much. It is a combination of the words... Um, gotten now um <laughs> antipathy might pause it very quickly and just do a search and then you can edit around this oh is it and uh, i could i can't pronounce antipathy you know the like fucking you don't want to the aversion essentially you don't want to go near it see i love names like that pun names i adore I found one, so I can't. I can't really do antipathy because I can't remember off the top of my tongue. Um, but Nacrony Malice. So there's this character called Nacrony Malice, and the the inspiration and the way I came to that name was a combination of the words nacreous, which means pearlescent, and anachronous, which means out of time. And I just noticed that they kind of fit together in a really cool and came in a, in a really cool way, and came up with Nacrony, Nacrony Malice. Um, so eventually, I end up with a list of these things, and I decide whether they, they're going to be places, whether they're going to be uh, people, whether they're going to be objects, and then kind of write from there. 
And I, like talking to Chris and Jack about it, they very much work from the opposite direction where they figure out what a thing is or does first and then they name it. <laughs> it just seems so weird to me. But it really works together quite well as a partnership because they're thinking about it from one end straight away. I'm thinking about it from the other end straight away and then they, they collide very beautifully. If you like uh, unusual words, have you heard of the word coddywomple? Coddywomple. A genuine natural word. To travel in a purposeful manner towards a vague destination. Coddywomple. I'm using that. I'm writing it down. I will send it to you. Coddywomple. Such, such odd things. A little teaser for you guys. Ooh. There is a Welsh word. Erchulvra. I can barely say it. Erchulvra. But I love that word so much, and it means um, horror. Hmm. You might be seeing that word very soon. Oh god, if we ever run Dimps on our own, <laughs> we're gonna run into that and pronouncing it is gonna fuck us up. Yeah. I think we might have to edit it out because Chris and Jack are very much like, oh. yeah, it's just a little little trap door for players trying to say the word. Let, let them suffer. There's yeah. a word in Lord Have Mercy Upon Us, Yotracha, the name, and it's spelled E-O-T-R, which is Yotracha. Yotracha, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a weird one. <laughs> it sounds Irish, kind of. Yeah, I think the etymology of E-O, yeah. there's a lot of Irish. I, I'm really, honestly, really interested to see how people react to these names, and if if everyone's like, I love this, it's so cool. Or if everyone's like, yeah, this is a bit highbrow, not really into it. I'm like, I love them, but we'll see how the players react. Fair enough. To change that up then, how do you feel about the addition of Reed? Uh, I feel amazing about the addition of Reed. Um, so for people who weren't there at the world premiere as I'm calling it <laughs> which is just a twitch stream we did um, uh, Matt introduced us to Reed Reimer who came up ran and sort of did the entire Cthulhu dreamt kickstarter that he did and Reed Reimer has written a piece of music for us he has written a doom song variant and it is absolutely incredible breathtaking heart stopping I love it so much. Sometimes I put it on <laughs> just around the house because it's so epic. With your permission then, may I add it into the end of this interview? Absolutely. Oh yeah, the world needs to hear this. <laughs> it's so good. So the original Doom song was written by a friend of ours called David Mew. And then we, we gave everything that we had over to Reed Reimer as well because David didn't really have time to do the full orchestral treatment, as it were. Um, and yeah, we gave we gave lyrics, sheet music, everything over, and basically just gave him full permission to do whatever he wanted with it. And I'm glad we did that, because it is, it is incredible. Yeah, his work for us has been amazing as well. Another thing I'd potentially like to expand if the Kickstarter goes gangbusters is more music because I think I think GMs really enjoy having that background mood setter yeah so you've said before with the names how you're thinking okay if 
if it's confusing we'll change it is there anything you've already kind of yoinked to write you know, make it easier for players to understand or to for the game masters to understand i had an entire process worked out for the point of the game the sort of mission that players are going on in order to defeat father plague I had this entire complex system worked out where you could either cleanse a totem or break a totem. And depending on which one you did, the effects would be different. And I think Jack and Chris took one look at that and they were like, that's a little too complex. Um, so we de we edited that down to just cleansing totems and both effects happen. And I think the game is stronger for it. Um, having to seed like that much information for players who are just romping around the world having fun. It's a bit much. You don't want to be forcing them to, to learn, <laughs> almost. You want them to be enjoying themselves. So I think that's that's one edit I can think of. There have been many. Um, that is one that is definitely better for it. Hmm. How much of this have you managed to actually play yourself now? be really honest with you hardly any myself um i think we've i've been sitting in on demos and playtests for about four months now chris and jack have been running them for longer um but i was focusing on finishing up the writing that's fair enough a nice well, dedication to the work matt was it dim song or kafila dreamt we needed an extra person for uh, I may have already got that covered. Ah, fuck. Unless you particularly wanted to join us, Morgan. That's what I was going to ask. If you did want an opportunity to play more and you're free. I will get back to you after the Kickstarter. Fair enough. Because I, I really love role-playing and playing games and everything, but at the minute the schedule is so weird <laughs> that committing my... I've had to back out of a game just because the schedule is so weird that actually just hiding in my room reading books is like the mental recovery I need right now. Fair enough. That's fair, that's fair. But I would love to join in with you guys at some point, even if, yeah, it's just like private games, it'd be fun. Yeah. Well, without further ado, thank you very much for your time. We very much appreciate you giving us the time that you have and, uh, well, talking to us at all and helping us organise a playtest for tomorrow. Yeah, we will... Uh, close this off and thank you very much is there anything before we do go that you would like to say where can people find you um i just want to say say again sorry threatening much matt where can people find you <laughs> <laughs> i'm not telling <laughs> um you can find us on twitter and blue sky as caesar.inc um we are trying to focus on the Kickstarter campaign page, so honestly the best place you could find us is on the various links we've posted, places we've revealed the entire Kickstarter project so people can go in, they can see the pledge levels, they can see the add-ons, and they can see what's happening on the 17th of October. Fair play. Well, this has been a Pint of Cthulhu interviewing Morgan from Doomsong, and we will be playing the Reed Rhymer Doomsong music in just a second. Thank you very much, and goodbye. At the start.